1: Elisa Alicia? Alicia and also Roy Keith hey, and love. Roy. Yeah, this is me. Okay. My, the the question that I'm gonna start off with for officer Stan is uh, Stan, do you what do you think in your opinion, uh has policing gotten better? Over the last year, or has it gotten worse over the last year, or maybe it not it may it may not have changed at all. So,
2: what is your opinion on that, Officer Stan? I think uh, relatively it hasn't changed at all. What's happened is with the advent of, of course, phone video, a lot of things are now coming out. Because if you really look at the videos that we're seeing today, and if you're old enough that you can harken back to the to the '60s. The videos are just a, a, a visual representation of the stories that we used to tell in the 60s when we walked into the courtrooms or the police departments to make complaints. And we were told, well, you, you that's not true. You're imagining that. You made that up. Maybe that's not the way it really was. And then now we're seeing the videos that are merely backing up the stories. And one need look no further than Baltimore PD, for one, you know, is a shiny example.
1: Cool. Elisha?
0: I think that um I I halfway concur with you, Officer Stan, the man. However, I think that it has to have changed by virtue of the technology just because of the people who have access to cell phones and by the mere fact that more forces um are are forcing officers to use the body cams. Yes, exactly. It's it's not word of word of mouth he say, she say, but because of the technology it forces us to make a change. And 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 I think that even with that technology, sometimes it's it's not to our advantage. The jury still look the other way. Um but it has had to have changed because of the technology.
2: But Let, but see with that I would say, you know, we have nice toys. Those are toys. <laughs> Those are are shiny toys that we have. Sniper rifles, new vehicles, computers in the cars, faster cars, radios, tasers, 40-millimeter beanbag shotguns. All those are toys. But the principles and applications of policing really have not changed in at least the last 80 years. The approach to solving problems. We're still dealing with the minority issue, how we treat minorities. We, We police based upon people's social status. You know, with, within different uh, cities And municipalities, whether it's county, state Or federal, but I mean, when you Separate the nice toys, yeah, we've got great Toys, we saw those toys On display in Ferguson You know, when you're met with a riot or a standoff You you pretty much, I'll say a demonstration Not a riot, you've got one Side standing there, with signs Or they may be shouting something They're not armed, then on our side You see a, a, a blue Wall of officers, and right behind them What do you see? The toys you know, the body cameras and all those things are accents, yes, but we're not really seeing where the body cameras are really changing a lot of the offices. I, I spoke about Baltimore PD once earlier already, but you can look at where they've had officers consistently getting caught on their own body cameras,
0: planting drugs on people. Or I understand that. And, and the toys, yeah, the to- toys, as you call it, are nice. And a nice necessity. But since Barney Fife and Andy Griffith, the police have been forced to protect and serve. And they have been hard pressed from then to now to do that. Why are we now not feeling like we are being protected and are being served by our police force? Because by and large,
2: and I mean, we can, and this is not meant for individual officers. When I go to work, I work based upon my moral compass within the guidelines my city gives me to do. It's just like being a preacher or anything else. Some people are called to do this job. And some people do it for a paycheck. Now, you have police officers and you have cops. They're two different things. They're absolutely two different things. If you watch the show Cops Come On, what do you see? Action, drama, lights, sirens, people running, dogs barking, throwing people around. You don't see dialogue. You don't see compassion. You don't see understanding. See, those are the traits of the police officer that the police officer would do. And I think that we, you know, I've been doing this 25 years, and, and within it, You have a lot of guys, for instance, you know, we can look at a lot of these incidents that go on in the country that are outrageous incidents. We can look at Walter Scott's murder. Okay, when that happened, sure, we all saw it, seven shots in the back. That's an execution, a murder, without a doubt. But where was the police outrage on that? See, see my thing is the officers, particularly black officers, particularly them— because you can be as safe as you want to be in your city, in your department, everybody knows you, and you can go along to get along or do whatever it is that you do. But when you see these shootings that go on across the country of unarmed black men, and particularly racial profiling and the disproportionate amount of people incarcerated under the criminal justice system that the people of color, and you're black and you turn a blind eye to it, and you can't well, say well it's Austin. not in my city. Officer,
1: well, I, I got a question go for you. This is ATL. Uh, look, you, 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 you. How are we to know the good officers from the bad officers? First, that's my first question. You say there's a difference in, 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 in the way the police, uh, it, it actually function They function as an officer, then they function as a
0: uh, um, cop as a cop. cop.
1: Okay, right Here we go. They all wear the same color. And how do we know Who's the good cop, bad cop And guess what We're tired of the good cop, bad cop Okay. And on top of that The problem that exists And you said it to yourself And you started this off really clever I got 25 years in I use my moral compass Okay Now yesterday I put your moral compass And another officer in Atlanta Moral compass To the test I pulled up on a quick trip. I sat here. I just left Bojangles. I didn't have time. I pulled into a little quick spot. I'm, I watched the officer uh, get in his vehicle. Another black man gets in his vehicle. He drives up. The officer, He pulls up. To, he stops the officer. He asks the officer something. The officer then gets out. He opens up his wallet. He gives the man some money. And then the man drives off. And that was the end of that. I go over to the officer because the officer is getting ready to leave. I drive over to the officer because I'm looking at this. I'm saying, man, this guy is really on his game. He helped somebody because most people at a gas station are trying to get a dollar or two to get him or trying to get a meal. I applauded this man for his action. His intentions were great. But he he lost me on the end when I I spoke with him. I talked with him. I asked him what he had done. I was what he had done. And he said that he hadn't done anything. And I said, well, I I was going to take your name. Because the first thing I did, I walked up on him. I said, sir, I need to know your name and your badge. And, you know, and I told him. Uh, He asked me who I was and I I just told him that You know I needed to know this about him Because what I saw from him First I said sir did you not Give this man some money The first thing he did uh, Working on your moral compass The first thing he said was no I didn't do that And I saw him Do this And I said to myself Why Is he ashamed of doing good If he's in the business of saving lives and doing good. That's what... I was going to add his badge and his name to send him in for a recommendation for me observing him doing something good. But he changed my mind that fast because he put in there a lack of trust of himself toward the civil duty that he was serving man on the street and someone else watched him serve with him not knowing to put him in for accommodation, and he changed my mindset up because of his moral confidence. He thought he was more in trouble than he was doing good.
2: Maybe so you he just wanted to off. be autonomous. Exactly. No, no. Maybe, just, yes, maybe, maybe he was
0: just being altruistic. No, maybe he was to being said. autonomous, and he didn't want you to. He didn't want any That's accolades. Right. He didn't want any recognition. Yeah. Little guessing
1: but that's okay, a fair me. assessment. But I'm judging oh. him on his small compass.
0: Little stay alone. If
1: he's doing it for right purely altruistic
0: reasons, if it's for purely altruistic reasons, his moral compass is fine. And you okay, shouldn't wait, judge him. It. If it's for purely let, altruistic reasons, your, he does not need to let nobody he doesn't want nobody to know what he's doing. Because Mar- he's doing it, but he, he wasn't letting anybody
1: Luther know. But, I'm sorry, but he wasn't letting anybody know he had done on. good. It was me letting them know that he had done good, big difference But, but that's, difference. Where that's, that's where officer
2: officer stand Let him answer. Let Officer stand answer. The professional, yeah. You know the the best way I can agree. You know I I, I agree with, with what the young lady said. You know. We see horrendous things that y'all see in a movie and can't sleep for a week. We live it daily, if not two or three times a week. But I'll get, the best way I can answer it is by example I did. I went on a call to a house, lady recently divorced, living in one of the low-income areas, had, had three kids she's trying to raise. She had an ex-husband that wasn't worth a quarter. I go in there to the house and the kids were very polite. They it had was it's a squatter's house pretty much. I walk in the uh, into the kitchen and I'm looking around and I see a deep freezer. And that was it. I said, "Well, ma'am, but what, what do y'all do for milk?" And she said, "Well, we have to I send my youngest, eleven, to the store 8 blocks away every morning to get a gallon of milk and they have to make sure they drink it all because they have nowhere to keep it." When I left there and I got off that morning, I went to Lowe's on my money I already had all her personal information Bought a refrigerator In her name Filled out all the paperwork in her name And had it shipped to her That morning She still doesn't know who sent it It's not important that she knows who sent it It's not important that anybody saw I did it I didn't want anybody to see That I did it The people at Lowe's didn't know where I worked or what I did Because certain things that we'll do We do because we see so much negativity that people can look and say what we did was nice for that person. But what it was, it was therapeutic. And we are spiritual people like everyone else. And we'll do things sometimes because we'll look in our pockets and see that I've got $20 and this person has nothing. And I'm halfway through the shift. I'm not going to have time to eat. I usually spend $10 eating. I, I'm not going to have the 10 when I go home either way Whether I eat it or give it away So let me help this brother out of this sister out right Correct. here it does, Nobody needs to see it Or have it out there Because I think a lot of things You do have a line where police departments are doing some things That are nice I'm not saying that, that they mean any harm by But it's optics
0: The whole department Correct.
2: shows up to give a kid a bike Well that's the same Correct. department that's in hot water See it's not original It's not genuine we get enough discounts. I've got a video that's on my website that I did. It's called The God Complex. And it talks about how officers develop that ego because the community builds us up too much, gives us discounts, praises us all the time for just putting on a uniform and coming to work. That's a job we, 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 we do, and we get paid to do it. And it's nice. I understand what you did, and that's nice. But we have two sides of us. Sometimes, you know, when people come up and say, well, what's your name? What's this? In this day and age, that's immediately going to make them bring their guard up because yeah. a lot of us do get thrown into the bucket for the bad ones. And I know good officers, black and white, to go out here every day and help people and are feeding people's kids and doing it, but they don't want anybody to know. They don't want to be on YouTube Correct. doing it. They don't want to, they don't need the chief to know. I don't need the chief to know if I feed somebody. I don't see the chief but every so often anywhere. I worked nice for 25 years. I don't need you to come down and shake my hand because I said, you acknowledging it to him, Trust me, whether he seemed cold or disconnected, just the fact that you came and thanked him meant more to him than any chief or administrator coming and saying anything. And I hope I and understand right. that. And, and
1: I'm glad you you point that out. But in, in return of all that, my question to him is, did he do? Look, if you lied to the police officer, they will run you in the jail. Why lie to me when I've seen it uncovered before my eyes? There's an answer. Maybe for that. he didn't
0: know your intentions. He didn't know what your no, intentions were. No, 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 after no, no. His did, but, but, but no, he did
1: not know my intentions. And his job it doesn't know anybody's intentions when he gets in that car and puts on that badge. Or when he comes out. He doesn't know anybody's intentions. But when you when you approach correctly and you and you ask him for specifics, it's not because he did anything wrong. It's the question that I'm trying to get at is that in one aspect of the whole ordeal, he was the bar was raised as high as you could give an officer, a, a, a street officer. But at the same time, the bar was lowered for me because he lied to me. Whether he wanted, first, it, he could have had a, he could have had another answer for the question, like hey, thanks for this, you know, I uh, uh, appreciate this. But uh, you know, instead of telling me what I saw was not what I seen He's telling I me something different which, which made me feel less protected By someone who can't give me the truth but see, Whether you're going to get comm- Recommended or commended for your actions or whatever you got to still be honest enough Because there's a lot of people out here That are trying yeah, to become out of Yeah, but honestly though
2: I understand, I understand what you're saying though, and though, and I, don't I don't want to, be, just to I don't, just don't want on, the wrong way. On you.
1: I know, but the <laughs> stain on you Anything that's it's good in so your thing. eyes Anything that you can Anything said, that you can Anything that an officer can do that needs to be publicized as a good measure of a good civil obedience to the public that we pay taxes for should always be put out there because of the negativity that you give. But, sir, so I'm, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering, wondering why it's not, we're not choice. This.
2: Right, but that's not huh? your choice. That's the officer's choice. I'm not mandated by my department to feed anybody and reach in my pocket and give anything. If I do that, that is a personal choice. Choice and that officer at that point who's getting his money, it's not about you or how you felt, it's his decision as to whether he wants you to put things out about him or not. You could have, you still could have walked away whether you knew his or her name or didn't, and you could have wrote an editorial and said, I observed this officer do this, I observed this officer do that. But isn't this whole
1: conversation about the... Isn't this whole thing that we started out talking about was the moral comfort of the officer making good decisions versus bad decisions based on him making a mistake, committing a crime, even when his uh, body cam is on? This is where the conversation started at. It started about the recklessness of the officer even though he's protected or he's seen as if he's protected. And then my question went back to the validation of how... How do we trust the officer when they are wearing blue? Now, can you address okay. all those without taking me around somewhere else? Officer saying I respect you, you know, and everything, you know, I, but you you know, you've been a civil—you've been out. a civil—you've been a civil servant for twenty-five years. You had an answer that he didn't give me, and I'm sure he had as close to as many years as you had. Okay.
2: Okay. So let I, me, go ahead. Let me let me just explain something a lot of people don't know. All departments operate. Under what whether they call them general orders or departmental guidelines so that are sanctioned by the city, which says what officers will and will not do and cannot do within their departments. Okay? And usually you find contradictions in there. Example one, we've got a general order here that says I am to be fair, open, and frank with the public at all times. Now we've got another general order that says, I won't say anything that brings discredit upon the police department or the city. So what happens when I have to be fair, open, and frank But it's going to be discredited upon the police department Do I now lie to that citizen to protect General Order 1? Or do I follow General Order 1 and, and, you know, embarrass the city? Which one do I do? Now, that's where your moral compass comes in You have to juggle that because you can't win that scenario
0: I may tell you something is
2: right and you say the officer was correct But when you go back and give me that credit for that now the city comes back and says you violated this this city policy, or I can protect the city and you go find out what I told you was a lie. Now not only have you lost respect for me, but I'm opposed to General Order too. So which one do you want me to do? And those aren't criminal things. That's our that's our departmental guidelines.
1: Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm completely uh, uh, happy with your uh, answer. I mean you you're the professional. You 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 have your your. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. But now that we talked about you talked about another case where a man, a black male, is shot in the back. Optimum time, and I don't know why he was Walter shot Scott. so many. Times. I don't know why he was yeah. shot so many times. But I don't know why he was shot.
2: I don't. I don't understand that. I don't either. That's why, that's why you should have been convicted. But I, I talked about that case in reference to my statement. Where was the police outrage at that execution? That made all of us look bad. That was, that was a bad decision.
0: And, and see, uh-huh. my thing
2: is, we can't get upset. Now, see, this is my problem with Blue Lives Matter. Okay, when Black Lives Matter came out, Blue Lives Matter came out as a childish contradiction to that time. Okay, now Blue Lives Matter seems to only matter when someone Black kills a police officer, but statistically, more white people kill police officers than Black people. That's just a straight up thing. So when Walter Scott happened, I'm down here in Waco, Texas, and I've got people coming up to me, hands up, don't shoot. So I am now having to bear the brunt of this thing that happened 2,000 miles away from me. And mm-hmm. then people say, Well, why do you speak out against these things? Well, because I'm black. I can very easily not be in Waco, Texas, and be in Virginia, or be in, in Pennsylvania visiting family, and I can be the next Walter Scott. And the public mm-hmm. is not is not informed on a lot of these things. That's why I do my radio show. That's where I do and I I focus on the hard conversation to educate the public on the police culture because y'all know nothing about the police culture. You think you do but you don't. It's not what people right. think. Officers do not talk to civilians, even their wives or kids, about what is real in police culture. What's discussed in roll calls? Y'all don't sit in these roll calls. There ain't nobody in there but officers. What kind of jokes are made? What kind of topics are made? We look at every video that you all look at and you grade on YouTube or whatever, we look at them too. What are the comments that come around that room? There's a site called Police One. That is where all officers go to trade training stories and, and pull down videos. I watched the video, which I saw. It was in Chicago. I saw the unedited version that had all the voice cameras of all the officers interacting in the shooting of this young African-American boy. I could hear everybody camera and every comment. I showed it to my son mm-hmm. one night. He, he's like, wow, I see where you're coming from. Now, he went to look for it, but the next night at roll call, in front of about 20 officers He played that video from Police 1 There were, all of a sudden There were no audio From these other cameras uh, Police 1 had scrubbed the audio out So now you got officers across the country Going there thinking That they're getting real training and real facts And you're getting a scrubbed down version
0: Yep. You can't hear the racial
2: comments that were being made Okay so now these officers These young officers who think they're getting Real trained, can't understand why you and I are upset Who saw the original version on YouTube Well what are they mad about They're always mad And so that therein lies the problem We have to have We have to educate the community from inside of policing And we are a part of the community We're not above the community We're, we're not gods We're not anybody that's sent there to be the overseer we're part of the community. And until we educate the community, we can't expect the community to trust us. If your officer head and soldiers never gets out the car, if your kids go to school and the teacher tells them the policeman is your friend, go talk to the policeman. Then your, your kids go to church and the preacher says the policeman is your friend, go talk to the policeman. But see, then your kids go home and see officer head and soldiers who just rides around in the car and never gets out unless he's arresting somebody, chasing somebody, or taking somebody to jail. Now, James Baldwin said, I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. So now what does that kid not only think of the police, but the teacher and the preacher who told them one thing, but they see another. That officer has got to get out of the car and establish a dialogue for his or her own survival, if nothing else. Connect with those people in that community, because when the department comes for you, and they will, they will. When they want to do you, they're going to do you. It sure helps when you like those same citizens that you serve that call you by your first name, Stan. They don't always say officer because they connect with you that way.
0: Correct.
2: Right.
1: You have anything, Roy? Normally, you do.
0: Well, so I was
1: going to let the I was going to let the lady say what she was going to say. I was contemplating the thought of you know Walter Scott's situation, and I always think about you know, we saw that murder live. And I always think about the black man
0: you know, the endangered
1: species black man. Mrs. Officer Stan is is the black police officer endangered species too, or is this something that uh is this something that um just something just that that uh they're just good to a front, and they don't really have a whole lot of control over uh, and upward uh, mobility as far as growing and being leadership roles. Uh, and the ones that acquire leadership roles are they tainted before they get there? In my saying, what I'm trying to say is, everybody reading the fine print, or are they just reading block uh, block uh, block print? You know what I'm saying? Is is, is anybody really? Into really solving the problem that we have in America, uh, are we having we having in the police department or the fire department? Is is the real problem of the stand? Is the real problem a racial problem, or is it a human problem? And how much degree of separation
2: are we from either, or if any? Yes, sir. I think the biggest problem, I'll give you the target right where to go to. You need to go to your police chief and your police administrators, not the officers. The officers, those those chiefs and administrators making six figures a year, okay? They get paid to handle the tough questions. The officers are going to police according to the style of police chief. Yes, I hope you got a pen ready because I'm going to run through these very, very quickly. There's only four styles of policing that you can do. Call-driven, which is basically working the calls on the screen. That's what the bigger departments do. They don't have time to pull people over. They're just trying to get service calls done. Okay, reactive policing is when you work your calls and then you react to things that happen around you. Problem-oriented policing, which is basically where, you know, I come out and help you with your problem all the way through, whether it's referring you to another agency or follow-ups or whatever. You reap the benefits of my being there to help you, but the community by and large gains nothing from it. Then you have community policing, which I do and which I applaud, to where you partnership with the community to solve the problems together. You give them the ownership of the problem, but you also give them the victory of the problem. Now, it's up to the chief of your department or anybody's department to mandate what style of policing officers would do. Here's the litmus test for you. The next time you see an officer walk up and say, what style of policing? has your chief directed the department to do? And I'll tell you what you're going to see. A question mark on their face. Number one, how did you know that? And number two, they don't know. Because when a police chief does not give a direction of a style of police department, it's like I said, a quarterback walking up to the line of scrimmage and say, I'm going to snap the ball and everybody just do something. Officers are policing a, 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 a gamut of different ways. Hey, uh, And and Yes, sir.
1: I, we don't have a lot of time. We've really been going, and I know I'll probably spend a little bit. But my question is, is that you haven't got to the answer. You haven't answered me yet. I'm, my question is to you, a 24-, 25-year bet, is this a human problem or is this a racial problem? I, just it's need both. I think it's both. I think it's, it's
0: I think both. It's both because it, it is both.
1: Then what's
0: it's the both, and you can't, and you can't you, one answer isn't gonna you don't have one cookie cutter answer. You have to eat the elephant one bite at a time. You're not exactly. gonna be able to take one 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 answer to fit all of the communities and the commonwealths in, in the in the United States uh to deal with police brutality. It is a human problem because we all are human and have human fallacies and have our own preconvictions and our own attitudes about this it is a racial problem, only because of the of the inconsistency of the justice system with not just black, exactly. but brown, but you know Asians, and and the and the lie that the press is saying that oh well there's so many more black people in prison that why it's really not. It's just that's who the press features. It's a whole lot of white people in jail. A Whole lot of white yep. people. A whole lot of yeah, white I people doing, lot white lot of, doing white yeah. on white. I, I'm sorry,
1: but I understand the white pass, okay? You get a pass for being white. I understand that aspect of. of, of. And Officer Stan, I, I just want to tell you something. I'm an ex fireman, and I was in Atlanta when Atlanta was trying to integrate uh, their system of uh, blacks to the suburbs of Fulton County. And what you're talking about As far as have listening to those Racial conversations At uh, all firemen uh, We go out and save lives We were there for you But they were all good old boys yep. So when I heard the Ku Klux Klan I said in many Ku Klux Klan meetings As a crew As a, as a young fireman We had problems uh, With the white captains Based on the fact that Uh, They didn't like the uh, battalion commander, which was brought in politically. Never, you know. But so, when you say that you sit in a lot of, uh, you hear a lot of, a lot of people don't hear a lot of those meetings. I have to tell you, I have been in on them to hear the Klan talk about the Klan while we sit there as if we wasn't there. So I can relate to you. And it's been good talking with you all. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I'm going to give Officer Stan... The last word, I want to thank Roy and Elisha for calling in. Uh, We'll be back hopefully uh, next week. Uh, Also, Stan, give the last word of uh, actually how you feel about what was said today. And hope people understand what you were trying to get out. Well, you know,
2: I, I love it. And what I want to tell people is, you know, you pay the police department's. You know, you're you're not you're not a servant. You know, they, we're the servants. Hold them accountable. You do that by learning your police department, learn the officers who work your area, ask for the supervisor over the troops that work your area to come visit you at your house. He or she has to come and introduce yourself, ask them what their goals are for your neighborhoods. Get to know them because there are a lot of things that need to be changed. But if you don't take the time to find out who's in charge and who's doing what, how do you get to know which officers are good and bad? You meet the ones that work your neighborhood.
1: And you're going to be able to
2: figure it out. Most of us have street smarts.
1: Thank you again.
2: Uh, We'll be
1: back next week. Thank you, Officer Stan Mason. And thank you, Alicia. And thank you, Roy. And uh, I'll
2: be here.
1: (laughs) Officer Stan. G.